like scary movies? Totally. Hey, y'all. Totally. What's up? It's Jess. Hey, jerk. Speed kills. Ah, baby, bone sherry. Hey, what? Lindsay. The key. You did a great job. You filthy animals. Hello, Sydney. <laughs> I'll be right back. I thought this was about horror movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, I gotta fan myself. Curdled sack of milk. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a really good listener. No, you're not. That's true. We're out of here. Bye. The key. Hello and welcome. Bye, y'all. Bye. Plug it up. Plug it up. Plug it up. Plug it up. lie seth gets really excited about face sitting i don't know why maybe because he's never had it done to him before maybe that's why he is like it just cracks me up you seem a little curious you're like huh i wonder what it would be like to get a good face right oh no there's been these like i don't know if it's a trend thing on like instagram videos or whatever where it's like like a chick taking a picture of her badge and then like the guy opens it and it's like a gross fish going like bad bad (laughs) pretty funny (laughs) they have that on instagram yeah how do they have that on there? Well, it's not showing an actual vagina. What is it? You said she takes a picture of it. Yeah, but then when the guy looks at it, it's like this gross fish opening and closing its mouth. Oh, like the movie Teeth? Yeah. Have you seen that movie? Uh, no, we need to do Teeth. I've not seen that either. It's really not a good movie. It's really boring, but... Oh. When you have it's a... not funny, like so ridiculous? No, 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 no. It's not. It's really, really boring. It's like one of those... Um, like, and It seems like an independent film. Oh. <laughs> Jess, are you in a really good mood today after that storm we got last night? I am. That's I feel renewed and refreshed. <laughs> Did you run around in it and do some kind of tribal like dance? Yeah, of course. Your I always do stick. that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. I grabbed my rain stick uh-huh. and I headed right out there. And your headdress, your rain headdress. And- yeah. Jess is outside in her neighborhood, naked with a headdress with a headdress on, a hold, holding a penis that she's <laughs> referring to as a rain stick. It's okay. I did it in the backyard, and it's it's nice and secluded back there, so yeah. it was yeah. private. I don't know. I think we're probably going to be seeing you on some YouTube videos here soon. You so I have know. to ask: Did you dance around that painting that's in the basement? Did you take it out? And- I took it out. Yep, propped yeah. it up next to the tree. All right. Yeah. What kind yeah. of what kind of painting do you have in your basement? Um, there's a Native American <laughs> Indian painting in my basement. It was just here when I when I moved in. What? It's really creepy, dude. It's like yeah. that house was like summoning you to it. Kind of, yeah. It kind of segues into this movie, actually. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Maybe your house was built on some kind of burial ground. I don't know. I don't think so, but I'm kind of like afraid to move the painting anywhere because I'm like, maybe this needs to stay here for some type of protection. I don't know. You move it and some like portal opens up on the floor. <laughs> Dude, what if there's like a, like a, the wall opens behind it, like on um, Amityville and like there's like a hallway that leads to some sort of like ancient Native American torturing room. Ooh, sex room. Could be. Yeah. See, Seth automatically goes to sex room. He's like, sex oh, yeah. Room. There's a room back there. They were definitely yeah. doing some kinky stuff. Yeah. Some sex I, torture. Some BF. <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. So, is your basement finished? 
it is on like one side like there's one room that's actually carpeted and then the rest of it's just concrete and uh, i have like the washer and dryer and stuff down there but um the room that's crappy. like carpeted has like a closet in it and there's this fucking painting of this indian in the like, closet in the yeah. closet no. like on the floor propped right up like you can see it it's fucking weird <laughs> I would not move that. I wouldn't move it. Nope. Yeah. I'm just leaving it there. I haven't had any issues or any spiritual presences since I've been here. So I'm like, I'm just going to keep that there. I took a picture of it, but I don't know where it is. You have to send it to me whenever you find it. Here it is. He's just scrolling through mass amounts of dick pics. Oh, gosh. (laughs) What is that? It looks like, uh, what's the little guy from the Johnny Depp movie? Or wait, oh, it, Pirates of the Caribbean? No, 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 no. Is it, uh, is it the Lone Ranger where Johnny Depp plays the Native oh, American guy? Tonto! Yeah. Tonto! Yeah. Jeez. I mean, maybe it's supposed to be. A, probably, a kid probably painted it and they just, but why they yeah. left it there on it's weird. I mean, it's kind of cool though. But. Yeah. Eh, I mean, it depends on what your definition of cool is. <laughs> it's cool, but it's creepy. It's a little creepy, that's a little, all. A little creepy. I'm not fucking with it. That's all. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Um, so I was thinking, I know we talked about doing like a compare and contrast episode, but I feel like as we go through this movie, we're probably going to be comparing it to the first one anyway. So I don't Yeah, know I tried to make need... some notes like that, you know, between the first one and the second one. Yeah, I don't really need a whole episode of that. So I was thinking maybe after we go through the scenes, we'll just open it up and maybe we can each go, we'll go around the horn and say the things we like more in the first one compared to Fine. this or vice versa. Yeah. If that's okay with you guys, of course. Yeah, whatever. This Splendid. Is Splenda? I love Splenda. Splendid. Speaking Splendid. of, dude, <laughs> I've been on this crystal light lemonade kick. Like that's all Ooh. I've been drinking. It's got like five calories in it. That's it. Oh, 90s. 90s. <laughs> is that a 90s thing? Crystal Light, yeah. Oh. I didn't even know they still made it. Oh, yeah. It's delicious, too, dude. It's like a great summer pool drink. So I got the pool opened up. I got my cup of Crystal Light. You dump a little Tito's in it. <laughs> Sounds like Ooh. a 90s commercial. Yeah, boy. I'm bringing the 90s back, son. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crystal Light. <laughs> they, should, they should sponsor us. <laughs> yeah. HMC sponsored by Crystal Light. I mean, we're still looking for a good sponsor. We haven't got one yet. This is true. Let's upset. reach out. Let's write a letter to Crystal Light. All right, let's yeah. let's write type one up and we'll get it over to the Crystal Light. Who owns Crystal Light? It's got to be like a, a, co- a corporation of some sort. Probably like Nestle or something. I was gonna like say that. Nestle. I bet Nestle owns it. I don't know that our values align with some of their values. I don't know that they would because uh, you know we don't really have any values. So. Yeah, we don't have any. So this is true. We'll stick with Sunny Delight as our sponsor. <laughs> Ew. All right. well, I had some of that not that long ago just to like try it. It was disgusting. I used to love that stuff. It's just 100% sugar, isn't it? Yeah. It like made my teeth hurt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just give me some regular orange juice. Like, why do we need this Sunny D yeah. crap? It's not yeah, good. they're already diabetic as it is. The orange juice is sugar. Kids are sucking that stuff down. Oh, apple sucking juice is bad. Oh, dude, it's bad for your teeth, too. Mm. We, uh, when the kids were little, we would buy the apple juice, but we would buy, like, because you can buy the diluted kind, and it's exact exactly the same amount of money as the regular kind, so we would just buy the regular kind and then dilute it ourselves, because we're smart. Nice. Yes. And it tastes I remember like my mom buying the, those frozen ones that you, like, put that, like, the can into the thing and put water in it. From Concentrate? Yeah, yeah it was called Five Alive. I don't know if they make that anymore, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably caused a lot of cancer, I would imagine. 
Who knows? What's the 80s? It sounds dangerous. What, what is hanging above your head, Seth? What does that say? DTW crew. That's an old crew tag from my stewardess days. Oh, okay. I just yeah. always kept seeing crew. And like, that's all I could see. And I'm like, what? Is yeah, you that? like hung it on your bag. So they, uh, the poor okay. people knew that it was a... <laughs> Air, airline person's bag. <laughs> Sounded like you said so the poor people know that you're an airline stewardess. <laughs> steward. Steward. Were you a steward or a stewardess? Steward. A steward. They don't use yeah, those words anymore. They don't? Flight attendant. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say steward for now on. Where's my steward? Steward sounds fancier. <laughs> my drink is empty. Where is my steward? Where's my steward at? I guess flight attendant is more uh, all-inclusive, I suppose. Kind of like secretary. Abby said secretary yesterday, and or she's not here. She's gone for the weekend, but she said it Friday or Thursday. I forget. But I was like, you can't say that word anymore. They're admin <laughs> assistants. Yes, administrative assistants. Uh, yes. Granted, they do a lot more now than they did as like a secretary, I think. Wow, wow. That's really, really uh, degrading that you would say that. No, but I just think they do a lot more admin stuff than... Sure. They opened up the tasks. Yeah. Mm. Well, you know... Never mind. I had a really funny thing I was going to say, but it would probably get us in trouble. So I'm going to go ahead and fast forward past <laughs> Not that comment. Not say it. We'll say it off, off, offline. <laughs> off the record. Uh, shoot. So we've been up to Seth. Talk to me. Talk me through your riveting weekend. I haven't watched a ton since last week. I'm still watching The Flight Attendant. I think it's almost over. Mm. Um, I started watching Grace and Frankie again because <laughs> the final season's out. So I'm, I'm like a season behind. Uh-huh. So it's pretty funny. I like it. And then I finished Candy. Oh yeah, talk me through Candy. What should I watch this or am I gonna hate it? I think you'll like it. Just watch it too. Yeah, you should watch it. It's only what five episodes. I think there's six. Six hour long. Oh, that's not bad. No, it's pretty good. It's just crazy, like what happens at the end. I was like, fuck. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. Is it based on true a true story? Yeah, Hmm. yeah, that's like pretty accurate, I guess. It's on Hulu, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll check it out. Yeah, I still can't believe that's Jessica Beale. Like, it just doesn't even look like her. I can't either. They did such a good job of making that super 80s. Oh my God. Yeah, it's so 80s. I, like, pref- I prefer my Jessica Beale running from Leatherface, though. Is this going to be a problem for me? Uh, she's the crazy one in this, so. Yeah. Uh. She does a good job, though, being like kind of a nut. Yeah. Right. I believe you. Yeah. And so does the chick from the Yellow Jackets. Or oh, two Sophie. and a half men. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she does a good job too. So you'd like it, I think. It's like, uh, Abby would probably like it too if you guys watched it together. Well, if I have to, I guess. You know, we try to um, separate church and state over here. <laughs> but yeah, I haven't really watched much else. I've just been doing like mulching and yard oh, work. God, and get past stuff. that. I don't want to hear about really that. Not. Okay, next. That's fun stuff. No, you're making my body hurt. I might have some extra mulch you can have, too. I still have 10 bags from last year we're going to need to reuse. Get on it, bitch. I need oh to. I, need, I, did, I had to get the pool open and all that crap. The pool's good yeah, to go. Yeah, you got it open early. It's if not you, even Memorial Day yet. If you lose... Well, I got birthday parties and shit we got to get ready for. If you losers would have came over today, we could have swam afterward. It's freezing, but we could have done it. It's a little cold. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, the kids got in it over the weekend. When they got out, their lips were blue, like blue. It's so cold. It's really? Weird. The water's cold? I had water delivered. I didn't deal with the hose crap this year. Did you have to put much in it? No. Um, no. There has to be a hole somewhere. I'm about to find it. I'm assuming it's a small one because over the whole course of the winter, only a small amount came out in comparison to what I left in it. But 
Yeah. There has to be some evaporation, I would think. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's been fine the last few days, but it's also been piss pouring rain. So, mm. yeah, it's open and it's beautiful. It's beautiful. You can see right to the bottom. It's a, it's a great thing. Lovely. Ooh, it's crystal clear. It's crystal light clear. While you're drinking your crystal light, looking at that crystal clear pool. Damn we'll have to straight. make a HMC crystal clear or crystal clear <laughs> crystal light commercial in the pool. Oh, we should. Episode. We'll do it. We'll have a crystal light lemonade thing. We'll show you how to make the perfect pool crystal light lemonade. Yeah. Bam. Yes. And Jess and I can be doing synchronized swimming in the background while you're making the drink. That would be yeah. so funny. Like one of you goes down with your feet like out flipping around yeah. and then you like every like 12 seconds. You, I don't know why 12 seconds, but you swap. We'll have to make a routine, yes. Jess. We could have those like hair caps on and it with could say like HMC on top. <laughs> yes. I like it. Yeah. What about yes. you, Jess? What have you been up to? Um, I haven't watched a ton either. I binge watched all of Candy, and it was really good. Um, I've <laughs> I've been watching Domino Masters. What the hell is, is that? Like, that? A, like a reality show? Yeah. So it's well, it's like you know they have a bunch of teams, and they're basically competing for like the first ever Domino Masters. Like playing title. actual dominoes, not like yeah. lining them up and knocking them over. Like playing the game. Yeah, like okay. no, 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 like actually lining them up and knocking them over. Oh, okay, not playing like <laughs> like games, huge no. displays, and like they wow. have to have and they they have to do like you know um, pyrotechnics with it, and they have to Jesus. like do all kinds of tricks and stuff like that. It's actually pretty cool. <laughs> I know it sounds super nerdy, but it was fun to watch. Like they work on it for like twenty four hours at a time, and then like they topple. They say it's topple time. Oh my gosh. This sounds absolutely terrible. It's Are there not, any like accidental topples where like yes. accidentally like fuck? Yeah, and then it's like real like all this like tension. They're like, oh Drama. no, like sitting in the corner yeah. crying. Yeah. Are there any terrible topples like that, that don't actually uh pan out? Yeah, like so this was like the season finale for like the winner, and like it did it went off too early. <gasps> Seth knows all about that. <laughs> <laughs> so they had to like stop it yeah but did they get to rebuild anyways. it or they're like whoa you prematurely toppled they like made them stop it and then they like went back and had them like restart it because oh. they also had to do something like in the middle while it was going like they had to remove these dominoes and put like new ones in before it like got to them holy cow yeah a premature topple premature topple <laughs> i might have to watch that <sighs> episode it's not bad. It's pretty good. Um, and then I am still watching The Staircase. They just added like another episode of that. They're adding an episode a week. Mm. So, and then I watched The North Man. Did you watch mm. it? Yeah. I went to the movies and saw it. What did you think? Um. Well, it was your normal Robert Eggers movie. Did we not talk about this already? I don't know. Um, I don't think so. But oh, I guess I forgot to tell you guys. Yeah, I went with Tyler to see it in the in the movie at the movie theater last two weeks ago or so. But yeah, I saw it. Um, yeah, normal Robert Edgar's movie. I think it's very um spot on with that time because he does so much research into his movies. But to watch it now it was it was a little weird. It was way too long for me. But I think um I didn't hate it. You obviously just, didn't like it, but go ahead. It's not what I was expecting. Yeah, judging by your face. It's not <laughs> it's what not I was like expecting. It's different. It's it's yeah, cuz I think the commercials do it a serious disservice because it like 
makes you think it's just going to be basically like a Braveheart type movie. Yep. But it's not at all. It's very yep. like Beowulf. So it sucks. Yeah. I shouldn't see it. You, you would hate it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't think you'd like it. Um, that's about it for me. Interesting. I have not been watching much. I started Come Bucket 2, Don't Breathe 2. <laughs> Oh shit! Did we watch that? No, nah, we uh, no. I don't think so. You might have. I didn't. So, I think my mom watched it. She said it was bad. Uh, it's not great. I was expecting yeah. a lot more because the first movie is so good. But I think uh, I don't know what they were. I didn't even finish. I turned it off. Went to bed. But I don't know. I I, I, I forgot about Cum Bucket for a second, and I was like, "What are you?" Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, they take this guy who's not... I mean, I guess really when you think about it, he's not even really the bad guy in the first one. Well, he is because of what he's doing, but really they break into his house. So it's really a complex right. character anyway. And then right. they take him and try to make him like the antagonist... Or is it the protagonist? Which one's the good one? The protagonist. protagonist. But he's still not a great person because whenever you figure out how he got the little girl, it's still not great. But then the little girl's mm-hmm. parents... like Anyway, you, I... I'm going to finish it. I have not finished yet. I was tired, so I turned it off. But it was like it did not hold my interest the way I was hoping that it would. I mean, the first one's not one I would like sit down and watch again. See, I really liked the yeah. first one. I mean, I liked it, but it's not one I'd be like, oh, I'm just gonna put this on. I don't mm-hmm. know. Okay. Um, I also saw the Northman. I had it on here, but then I was like, well, fuck, I saw that weeks ago. I wonder if I already talked to you guys about it. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's different than what they lead you to believe it's gonna be because it's more. It's it's more it reminds me more of like a Beowulf type movie than like a just a war movie like I think that it was supposed to be or what it led yeah. people to believe it was going to be but I thought it was really interesting how much character um I don't say character development but the way that the characters are cuz like those people are just so primal but when you think about it back then like they probably were that way Yeah but I don't know. I didn't hate it. I'm glad Abby didn't go with me because she would have hated it. <laughs> Is yeah. it like super long too? It's long and there's just yeah. like a lot of really weird Ow. scenes. Like they do like hallucinogenics. So they're <laughs> like, there's like a lot of, because when you think about it, the people from that era, they're, when you when they were warriors like that, their entire goal was to basically die in battle so they could make it to Valhalla, which is essentially what he's trying to do. But I don't know. I had a lot of nitpicks with it, but overall, I didn't think it was terrible. It's not a movie I think that people expect me to like, though. I'd say that. It's super fucked up. It really it really is. <laughs> yeah. And then that last battle, that naked... You'd like it, Set There's two naked men that battle on top of a volcano at the end. Ooh, yeah. were they hot, Jess? Mm. Not really. Hot bodies? Nah, <laughs> not my type. <laughs> Uh shoot. Other than that, I've I started reading uh Night Shift by Stephen King, but other than that, I haven't really been watching much. Been doing uh getting the pool ready to go, and this upcoming week will be like the first week I haven't traveled in months, so get some time off. Not off, but here. Here I'll be uh you know, fielding all of the uh luxurious things I get to do when I'm home. Like talk to Seth all the time. He really misses me when I'm traveling. I do miss him. He's like, man, where's this guy at? What's going on, man? I did Where survi- is he? I did survive my dad <laughs> weekend, though. Abby has gone, was gone for the weekend, and I have survived thus far, so I'm sure you guys are very impressed. Wasn't I'm she impressed. up in Amish country? She's still there, yeah. I think they're on their way back now. I don't know when they'll be back. But yes, they went to Amish country to look for, um, I guess, home decor. I, what else do you do there? I really don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know. 
Sounds pretty boring. That's something I would like want to go do, I guess. Get some like fresh churned butter. I don't yeah. yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think Abby said she brought home a bunch of food too, so I guess we'll see. So I'm those assuming, virgin Amish men a good time, I guess. I don't think there's a lot of virgin Amish, Seth. I think that they have <laughs> quite a bit of sex. Show them what, you know, the other they have, like, half 10, does. Ten like fifteen fucking kids at a time. Yeah, man. They gotta you know how else are you gonna relieve your stress? You gotta have a lot of sex, I guess, but that's um, why they build all those barns and stuff. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's jump into the uh, getting lit talk to a scary movie discussion. Our movie this episode, HMC eighty eight, is Pet Cemetery from two thousand and nineteen. I said that I picked this movie. I don't really know that I picked it, but I say we all basically picked it so we can compare and contrast to the first one. But was this your guys' first time watching it? No, I think I've seen this before. Now that I watched it, mm. I thought I hadn't, but I'm pretty sure I have. Hmm. I have also seen it before. Jess, you had uh, had said you'd seen it, but you also, because I had went on record saying that I like this one much more than the original, you said the same thing, correct? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, I'm Seth, Seth, I don't know if you agree with this or not. I'm sure we'll find out as we go through this. But um, our characters are Lewis, again, played by Jason Clark, Rachel, played by Amy Simetz. Is that how you say that? We're going to go with it. Yeah. Ellie, played by Jet Lawrence. Judd, played by John Lithgow. Gage, played by Hugo Lavoy. And Zelda, played by Alyssa Levine. Levine? We're going to go with Levine. Um, I had told... So, uh, if you have not listened to our original Bet Cemetery episode, which I think is HMC 86, you should probably go listen to that first because we're going to be comparing and contrasting between the two quite a bit, I would imagine. So, it might be beneficial to listen to that one. But if you don't want to listen to it because you hate that movie, I don't blame you. <laughs> um... From a character standpoint, I think that every single one of these actors did better than in the original. Would you guys agree, disagree? Oh, God, yes. Yeah. I thought they did a really good job, like, with the casting. They looked so much fucking like the original cast. Mm-hmm. From, you mean, I like, you guys thought that, from, like, their outfits or just the way they looked overall? Like, the way they looked, I thought the mom looked so much like Rachel from the original. She just had, like, red hair. But, like, I felt like her face looked so much like the original chick. Mm-hmm. I guess I didn't notice as much. I did notice, though, because I hated Judd so much in the first one. <laughs> I was like, John Lithgow does so much better oh, as yeah. Judd. But I yeah. also wonder if it's because we're not with him as much. Like, he's in it. That's like, true. In the, the times that he's in it, he are really impactful. But I mm-hmm. feel like they just cram Judd down your throat. Seth, I know that probably sounds like a good time to you. But they mm. cram Judd down your throat in the first one to the point that he's almost annoying. Yeah. But also well, his voice his, was terrible. Yeah, and his acting was really over the top, which maybe just was that actor's thing. I don't know. But I feel like the maybe the way this one was written, like... I didn't hate everyone as much as I did in the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Rachel and Lewis, like, they clearly had a better relationship in this version than the old Mm -hmm. one. Yes. And you just like them better than, I don't know, than the first one. I agree. And I also think that they took a lot of... I feel like there's a lot of corny stuff in the first one that was probably in there on purpose versus this one where it's this movie's Mm -hmm. very serious pretty much the whole time. Well, like, the first one, they made Ellie, like, so annoying and helpless. But in this newer one, she's, like, a lot more, like competent and like not annoying yeah. right not independent yeah. Right. yeah she's not like some like i don't want this sounds bad but she acts like a stupid little kid in the first one but this one she acts a lot more like she knows what's going on you mm-hmm. know? yeah 
I thought so too. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Maybe so, she's older in this. I don't know. I don't know if she was or not. I, I was wondering that as well because I think she's nine in this based on the birthday party she has. Um, I don't remember how old she was in the other one, but. I also think the character between the characters that they show and because of what happens, but they're also showing Ellie and Lewis's like how close they are, like their relationship versus mm-hmm. in the first one, the kids are just there and they're like kind of annoying. And I think they focus more on Rachel and Lewis, which I think that there was no chemistry between the actors in the first one, but <clears throat> definitely a, a different type of plot. But uh, the director, Kevin's, Colch and Dennis Widemeyer. They did some of the Scream TV series um, episodes, but other than that, they didn't really have any anything credited. The budget was twenty one million, and the box office was one hundred and thirteen point one million dollars. <laughs> yeah, it did pretty good. Uh, Jess, <laughs> would you like to read the synopsis? Doctor Lewis Creed and his wife Rachel relocate from Boston to rural Maine with their two young children. The couple soon discover a mysterious burial ground hidden deep in the woods near their new home. Sorry, my like throat's kind of scratchy. Why? What have you been doing to that thing? Scene one, opening scene. Scene one, opening scene. Lewis, Rachel, Ellie, and Gage arrive to their new home in Ludlow, moving from Boston. Ellie checks out the house while Rachel and Lewis uh, are startled by a racing semi-truck on the road. The family's all moved in and Lewis starts his new job. Back at home, Ellie and Rachel witness children in creepy animal masks performing a ritual wheeling a dead dog through the woods. Later, Ellie sneaks back to the woods, finding the pet cemetery while Rachel unpacks more boxes. Behind the cemetery, Ellie finds a large barrier made of sticks. When she begins to climb it, she's startled by Judd telling her to get down, causing her to fall. I think she also gets stung by a bee. But they talk about the pet cemetery and Rachel shows up, taking Ellie away from Judd. As they leave, a voice whispers to Judd through the woods. That night, Ellie tells Lewis about the pet cemetery and they have a conversation about death. Lewis and Rachel have a disagreement about what happens when you die, which triggers a discussion later in which Lewis reveals he does not believe in the afterlife or heaven. Rachel seems upset and has a daydream about her sister Zelda, whom was forced or whom she was forced to take care of as a child because she had spinal meningitis. The next day at work, a kid is rushed into the ER where Lewis works. His name is Pascal. Lewis is unable to say him the boy dies and after he dies lewis has a vision of the boy sitting up and saying the barrier is not meant to be broken on the way home lewis is almost hit by a speeding semi-truck so we kind of already talked about it but i think the chemistry between this family is fantastic oh my god so much better i also my very first note is this is already creepier than the original yeah <laughs> Right out of the gate. Well, I think they also mm. do something with the lighting in this house that makes it kind of um, creepier. Because I feel like that first one, it's just like it's just like a well lit farmhouse. Yeah, it's like bright and sunny and like happy ish. Yeah. I also liked that they didn't introduce Judd as soon as the family gets there. They like actually let you spend some time with the family, which I think helps. Um, yeah. But I also like the. Uh, it kind of reminded me of where the wild things are. Those kids just like banging yeah. on their drums, going through the woods with those masks on, which I also really liked. Yeah, I thought that too. I thought that was super fucking creepy. That was masks. like, why would you think that was normal? Like, right. 
Well, and then she like explains to Ellie that what she say this is a procession, a procession. I think is what she called it. Yeah, a procession. Yeah. And she's like, "What's yeah. a procession?" It's like, "Well, kind of like a parade, but not as happy." Yeah, yeah that truck actually made me jump. <laughs> I listened with headphones on. I don't know if either of you did, but like Mm-mm. the ambient sounds in this movie are really good because even when they're in the house, you can still hear the woods, mm-hmm. which is real. I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, well, those whispers in there was kind of creepy. Well, and that's uh, something else I bring up later. But since you brought it up now, we can. I think we should talk about it. Like whenever they first meet Judd, he's already in the cemetery, right? The pet cemetery. It's not like he just walks over and starts randomly talking about this path that goes through the woods to this pet cemetery. Right. It's the bee sting incident. Mm-hmm. So Ellie gets bit by a uh, bit, stung by a bee. <laughs> Judd helps her by taking the stinger out. Rachel shows up, and I kind of like that she's like kind of creeped out by judd at first it's not like she's just like oh hey neighbor yeah but like they leave and then after they leave you see that like there's a force pulling judd to this pet cemetery Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and there's like some connection between him and the pet cemetery which to me makes a lot more sense that that's why because i think i made this comment in the first when we did the first one is like why is he so obsessed with this place right well now we know yeah, because it's like connected to him. And he says something later when he's talking to Lewis about it. I forget what he says. Something about how it draws you in or something. I can't remember what he said. Mm-hmm. I feel like he was more. He's more creepy in this one too, like than Judd was. Yeah, he's a lot and, more rough looking. Yeah. Yeah. And the way that he like it's. It's almost like he has like a mysterious element to him versus in the first one because he's like. He doesn't seem as friendly. Yeah. Because even like when when he sees Ellie like in the pet cemetery, she's like, "What is this place?" He's like, "It's a pet cemetery." Didn't you read the sign? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, "Whoa, dude, settle down." She's a nine year old kid. Yeah. You know? He seems like out. more tormented or something in this. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Which um, I was in the fun facts I was reading. There's like some stuff to do with his wife that we don't really you see a little bit in this, but not that much. And I think that's part of what his problem is. Yeah, I have a comment later when we get to that scene. It's when um, Ellie turns into Norma and makes a mm-hmm. comment. I have I have a little bit in that section about uh, about that. But um, the Pascal scene, I liked this version. Obviously, it's probably the budget's higher; they could do more with it. But like, I thought this version of Pascal was actually creepy versus in the first one. It was more like comical. Yeah, I had the same note. Like, it's actually scary. It's not like this goofy thing that makes you laugh. Yeah. Right. I also kind of like how they took a lot of the Pascal. Like they have enough Pascal in there to where it's somewhat relevant to the original storyline, but not to mm-hmm. where it's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So. The barrier is not meant to be broken. <laughs> you like that, didn't it scare you a little bit? Yeah, maybe hard. Yeah. Anything else you guys want to say about the opening scenes? No, the only thing that kind of bothered me about Lewis was like he has kind of a weird accent that I couldn't place. I don't know if anyone else thought that. The way um, he talked was kind of strange. I don't know if it's the actor or if it's what he was going for. The only thing I can remember him from that that actor is he was in the uh the out not outlaw the movie with uh Tom Hardy and Shia LaBeouf. What the hell is that called? The Prohibition Ooh, Shia. movie. Shia. Shia. Um, well, he's actually Australian. Okay, I was gonna say I wonder if he was like British or something, trying to you know talk with a 
U.S. Yeah. accent, so that's probably what it is. Yep, I bet yep. it was. What is the name of that movie, Jess? We just talked about it like four <laughs> episodes ago. I know. It's like... God damn it. I'm gonna Law- have to look it Lawless. Up. Lawless. Lawless, that's it. Yeah, he's the brother. He's got like a hillbilly accent in that. Yeah. So, all right. Scene two Rachel and Lewis have a chat. Later that night, Lewis and Rachel discuss the boy dying in the ER, and Lewis reveals that Pascal knew his name. The next morning, Ellie brings Judd cookies, snoops through his house, finding a drawer with a gun in it, eventually finding Judd, who tells her about his late wife, and invites Judd over for dinner. Judd comes over for dinner, Ellie puts on a dancing show, and Judd pets church. Rachel tells Judd the house came with 50 acres of property, asking if they own the pet cemetery, which he tells them they do. Lewis is awoken by Pascal and dreams of following him through the woods to the pet cemetery. He's awoken by a jump scare of Pascal grabbing him, waking up to Gage growling over top of him. He finds that his feet are covered in dirt underneath the sheets. It's now Halloween. Before Ellie and Lewis go trick-or-treating, Judge shows Lewis that Church has been hit by a truck in the road, telling him they can handle it this evening. When Lewis tells Rachel she has a meltdown and tells Lewis the story of how her sister Zelda died, late one night when her parents were out, she sent Zelda's food up the dumb waiter but she got the food got stuck halfway up zelda went to get her food and fell down the shaft dying they agree to tell ellie that church ran away he and judd will bury the cat that night the ground is sour (laughs) (laughs) that was a jump scare for me don't you feel like the uh relationship between judd and the creeds kind of um develops more naturally in this one versus like i feel like he was just like integrated right into their life as soon as they got there in the last one versus this where you kind of see that he's not there all day every day yeah i felt a little more organic in this version i also liked that the house was actually closer to the road in this one yeah it seemed it seemed much more possible for that type of scenario to play out than like in the last one where they were like out in a field and like yeah Yeah. And all of a sudden, he's got like a four mile trek to try to get this kid. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I like the story of Zelda better in this than the other one. Yeah, I agree. I also like that they jump right into it. I feel like in the first Mm -hmm. one, it took forever to get to that storyline. So it kind of diminished Rachel's character because you're like, gosh, this Rachel chick is so obnoxious. But when you find out why she is the way she is, it kind of makes more sense. So I think that they threw it in this one a lot sooner which I think helps Rachel's character. Well, and throughout this version, like you don't get that her parents like are assholes like you do in the old one. Like her relationship with her parents seem to be okay. Yeah. And obviously we don't have the, you know, scene at the funeral and all that. So I don't know if they just kind of took that out altogether or just didn't really showcase it, but mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not really in it very much. One other thing I thought was really weird is that Lewis was like asking Judd like basically if they owned that, like if it was on their property, like why didn't he already like know what fucking property he owns? That is kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> like who just like shows up to a place and doesn't know what's like on their property. Like, and he didn't question it when Judd's like, it goes on for longer than you'd ever like to go. I'd be like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah, right. Like, what's on my property then? Damn. He I, just doesn't question it or anything. I noticed that too. And I think it's right. Doesn't Rachel ask him if they own the pet cemetery? I think so. Yeah. Because I kind of thought, well, shit, maybe Lewis knew about it before they moved there and just didn't tell her. Because the way, and I also like how Judd answers her question because she's like, do we own the pet cemetery? And he's like, it's on your land. So basically he's saying, 
like basically nobody owns it, but it, it, it is on your land, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of a clever way to answer that question. Yeah, because then it's like, well, then why the fuck are all these people burying stuff on my property? <laughs> right, yeah. right. Yeah. Well, yeah. and the other thing is when um, Ellie goes over to Judd's house and that drawer is open with that gun in there, do you think that's hinting that Judd has like tried to kill himself? Possibly. He I does seem like that. he's kind of like depressed. Yeah, I think he's like mentally unwell. Yeah. But it's kind of odd that the drawer is like open. Yeah. To it, you know. Seth, there's a lot of jump scares in this one versus the first one. Did, did, did every single one of them get you? Yeah, most of them did. <laughs> that scene, I think Zelda is creepier in this one. I have people that have disagreed with me that we talked to in the, the horror community. They think the original Zelda is creepier. But man, when she falls on top of that dumb waiter and is like looking mm-hmm. at her through the cracks, that shit creeped me out. <laughs> That was gross. I do think she was. Cre- I don't think she's as creepy as the one in the original, but I think it's mainly her face. Mm. But I feel like everything else about her is still creepy, like her spine sticking out, and like mm-hmm. in this one, she had like way more like stains on her like nightgown and stuff. And I was like, oh man, that's that's rough. Yeah. But I think it's just her face in the first one. Okay. Was more creepy. I don't know. That's just me. Yeah, I don't know. It's like when she hits the top of that dumbwaiter in that shaft, and it's just like she's like looking out through the crack. It's like, ugh. Yeah. Josh wants to get a dumbwaiter now. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. <laughs> you should. Yeah, maybe. Uh, scene three, let's bury a cat. While in the pet cemetery, Judd hears whispering again. He tells Lewis that Ellie loved church, and church loved Ellie. He grabs the bag and they cross the sticks, uh, the, the stick barrier and go through the woods where they hear creatures growling and screaming through the woods. Eventually, they meet, make it to the burial ground. Judd tells Lewis to bury Church. He has to do it himself. Judd tells Lewis he did good. He knew that he would. The next morning, Lewis and Rachel tell Ellie that they think Church ran away. She tells them that's impossible because he's in her closet where Lewis finds Church who looks extremely evil and has like matted fur and just looks terrible but lewis confronts judd about church coming back judd tells him that there's there are places in the world that are older than both of them no doctor's brain can explain what happens in that stony ground what they did they did for ellie but that is now judd i'm sorry that is now lewis's cat church scratches ellie when she tries to clean up her fur or his fur clearly changed she doesn't want the cat anymore i think she even tells uh lewis that she doesn't want the cat Later, I know she uh, makes him close her door so the cat can't get in, but um, later that night, Church interrupts Lewis and Rachel's lovemaking by dropping a half-dead bird on their bed. Lewis follows Church to the basement where he again dreams of walking through the woods talking to Pascal when he is abruptly uh, shot back into the basement by a semi-truck's headlights. Upstairs, Rachel hears me- like mechanics in the walls. I'm assuming it's supposed to be the dumbwaiter, but finding the mirror has changed into an actual dumbwaiter, and she sees Zelda fall down, scaring her. She tells Lewis she thinks moving to this house was a mistake. Lewis reminds her of why they moved, tells her they should throw Ellie a birthday party and invite their friends from Boston. They can still turn this around. Do we know why they moved there? Does it ever say? Yeah, he says in the beginning so they can because sl- he works like the night shift in a hospital so this yeah. way he can work the day shift and like be with the kids and stuff mm-hmm. uh okay yeah that's in the very beginning i think when they're in the car driving he says that i didn't know if they had like marital issues they were trying to move there to clear up not that they said 
I think I remember them talking about it in bed because he was like, yeah, I'm going to really miss those like night shifts at the ER or whatever. Mm. Like being sarcastic. Yeah. yeah. But I like that we didn't have this dramatic wood pile fall in this one. Yeah, that's I agree. I also like that you can see how the forest kind of influences Judd into taking uh, Lewis back to the burial ground versus whatever we got in the first one. I Again, you can really see that this... The woods have this like pole on Judd. Well, the burial ground looks a lot more like realistic than it did in the first one. Yeah, that was my next thing. Oh, was that your note too? Yeah, these woods were just like way better. It made it so much more creepy. And like the, Mm. did he say it's a loom? Yeah, that the the sound. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck is that? I don't know either. I really Mm -hmm. liked it. It seems like when once they went over that pile, it seemed like they were like in another world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminded me of like the creatures that were in the movie The Mist, which is also a Stephen King book, but I know a lot of his stuff overlaps. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm wondering if that has any... And then some of the stuff that Ellie does later, which reminds me of Pennywise. Um, I don't know. It, I just wonder if that ha- if those... If there's any influence from the creatures in this to the creatures we've seen in other movies. Well, and this is also different because like Rachel and the kids don't leave in this one. Whenever they left at Thanksgiving, that's when this whole cat thing happens. Yeah, They do, but it's like for a way shorter amount of time, I feel like. She's just gone for like a night, and then she's back, isn't she? Um, I don't know if they leave in this one, do they? They only leave when Ellie dies. That's when they leave. Yeah. Yeah. And like in this one, Ellie's the first one to see Church, not Lewis. Right. Sounds a little bit different. But it is kind of funny when Church is in the closet and... Rachel's like, I thought he was dead. And he's like, I thought he was too. And she's like, it's a good thing you're not a vet. Yeah, I have that <laughs> note. Good thing you're not a fucking vet. <laughs> he looked way more like mangy and stuff in this one. Oh, yeah. Gross. I was like, would you really let that cat in your fucking house? No. <laughs> and then like she's like like brushing the fur off of it. And then, like it's just like coming out in clumps. Yeah. Maybe we'll talk about it later. But it's like when Lewis is brushing her hair, like the noise. Uh, yeah gross yeah and i did have a note that you can totally see lewis's bulge in this scene wow wow that's good yeah he's got the gray sweatpants on (laughs) like shit it's like right there in the middle of the screen did it get you going yeah i was like ooh. i was Um, like ooh. you also get in this scene you also get that pascal is trying to warn lewis like to stay out of these woods but he clearly doesn't listen well, like this whole basement scene and then her, you know, with the bathroom mirror and all that, like part of me was wondering, like, is the house like possessed somehow? Like, is it on this burial ground partially or this whole property or something? Yeah. I or is it think, just them? Like, I think it's the whole property because I think that's why they made it a point to talk about they own 50 acres. And then later when Lewis pulls up like the town map and he's looking at like the history of the town, you see that their house is their their 50 acres or whatever includes all of that so i'm assuming that because the house is on the land that it's that's what's happening okay that's what i was thinking but i wish they would do a little bit more with like who lived there before etc who built the house yeah sorry jess go ahead no i was just gonna say i had the question of like why is that stuff happening to rachel too is it just because she's at her parents house that she's having these like visions of of zelda again but i was like does it tie into somehow the pet cemetery like why she's popping up again or something 
the only thing I can think of is that, again, because they're on that land, it's messing with everybody. But when she's unpacking one of the boxes, she finds like a random picture of Zelda in one of those boxes. And after she finds that picture, I think that's when she starts to have all that, those memories. I don't know if it's because she's there and she saw the picture and then it triggered those memories. So like yeah. the spirits or whatever just like ran with it. Well, then there's that whole thing later, like where Ellie is talking about that they're actually in hell and whatever. So I don't know if that ties mm. into all this. Like that's where Zelda is and she wants to take her sister there too. I don't know mm. if that's all related or not. Oh, that could be. I didn't even think about that. Cause yeah, she, yeah, does where she like turns comment. into Judd's wife and she's like, we're in hell or whatever she says. Interesting. So I don't know, maybe that's it. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, it definitely could be because she says there's no heaven, right? Doesn't she? She said, I've seen. Oh, I'm jumping ahead. We'll talk mm-hmm. about when we get to it. Uh, sure. Scene four Ellie draws some weird ass pictures. Lewis finds some disturbing drawings that Gage actually drew. He thought it was Ellie, but it's Gage. And then finds Church in Gage's crib. Lewis visits Judd, and they discuss the burial ground. The Native Americans in the area felt an evil force in that land, like the land was bad or rotten. They built the dead the deadfall to keep people out, along with putting symbols on the trees. These are the same tr- uh, symbols that Lewis saw on the trees when they were walking through the forest. Judd tells Lewis about his dog Biff that came back, and that was it, the dog was mean. His dad had to put it down for a second time. Judd tells Lewis that once you smell the power of that place, you make up reasons to go back. But he was wrong. Sometimes dead is better. Lewis takes Church to the woods and leaves him as we cut to Ellie's ninth birthday party. Lewis talks to Ellie, who's sad about Church leaving. He gives her a cat teddy bear, and we cut to the group playing blindfold tag where Lewis is blindfolded and chases the kids around trying to tag them. Ellie hides in the bushes by the road. Seeing Church walking down the road, she leans down to pet him, so she walks out into the road. She leans down to pet Church. A semi-truck comes barreling down the road. We see that Gage runs out into the road, very similar to the first movie. Lewis runs after Gage, actually getting to him this time, grabbing him just before the truck hits him. Uh, the truck slams on its brakes, trying to avoid Gage. The truck flips over, and the trailer comes loose, sliding down the road as we see Ellie turn around just before being hit by the trailer. Rachel sees her first, and then Lewis runs up, hugging her, sobbing over top of her. So this is the big twist in the movie that pissed everybody off the first time they saw this movie, because obviously in the book and in the original movie, it's Gage that gets hit by the truck, but in this movie, it's Ellie... And Gage actually gets saved. What What did you guys think of that the first time you saw it? I liked it. Yeah, I liked I honestly it too. did not remember that happening until I watched it this time. I like, oh shit! <laughs> I did not know it was going to happen, and it like broke me when it happened the first time I watched it. Because I obviously I have two little girls, and I was like, because he grabs Gage, and I'm like, oh, that's weird. Are they both gonna die? And then like you see the thing come off, and I'm like, oh no. Hmm. But this time watching it, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm jumping ahead, but I like I kind of put two and two together. But Jess, did you answer? Did you like the twist or you did not like it? No, I really liked it. And I liked it more because Ellie is creepier Like when she comes back. And obviously, she's older. So I don't know. Like Just some of the things she did, they were, it was way more creepy to have like an older child in that role than like a younger one coming back. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think because she like is able to communicate things better than Gage could in the first one, I think it adds to like the eerie, like the creepiness of it. Yeah. What I liked about this one though is like Church is a lot more involved in this version, 
And I like that it's him that like coaxes her out to the road versus the old one. He just has that stupid kite. Right. Because it feels like more deliberate now. Yeah. See, that's the note I have because my theory for this is that so Judd, even in the first one, Judd tells Lewis that church is now his cat. So because he buried it there and it came back, it's no longer Ellie's cat. It's his cat. Well, Ellie doesn't want church anymore. So Lewis takes church out to the middle of this forest or wherever he takes him Mm -hmm. and leaves him and then comes back. So basically he picked Ellie over church. So then when you see church coming back and like you said, he coaxes her out into the road, that's basically the spirits or church punishing Lewis for picking Ellie over him. And that's why, in my opinion, Ellie dies in this instead of Gage. Mm -hmm. Which we also see later with Ellie and Rachel because she doesn't want her. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of the same. Yeah. So that makes sense then. That's what I really like about this and why I I actually enjoy this version a lot more of who gets killed versus the Gage character versus the Ellie character. Not just because it's more heart wrenching for me personally, but I really feel like there's a feel like a, a reason that it happened, right? It's because mm-hmm. church coaxes her out into the road and it's basically like punishment to Lewis for picking Ellie over church or whatever spirit is in church. But that's why I, I really do enjoy it. But like I said, the first time I saw it, I was like, wow, that that's terrible. <laughs> well, and the whole scene was much more like dramatic, like yeah. in this one and like him, like hugging her dead body and all that. Yes. Freaking like heart wrenching. More- hard to watch but it was a better scene overall i liked it i thought it was good seeing church like come down the road yeah and church is also dead right did he get killed church was already dead and buried yeah oh you mean in when the the truck i thought i saw him laying by the road too but oh uh you know that i don't know but then don't we see him again later i I think it's the teddy bear you see it's the cat teddy teddy bear bear that lewis gave her the church is just gone basically Right. But also, once again, carrying over from what I said for the original movie, would she not be like splattered? <laughs> yeah. And then you like think? later when he gets her out of the casket and she's like perfectly fine. I was like, wow, that was a quick recovery. I'm just like, what's with these kids getting hit by trucks and not like nothing happening to them? Not a scrape, not a bruise. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it would just throw you. I don't know. You can see there's blood on the back of the thing that hit her, though. Yeah. Well, and then you see, you know, that she's got those like staples in the back of her mm-hmm. head, like Ugh. at one point. Yeah. I don't want to go too far ahead, but so obviously something happened, but it's like, I just still feel like there would be more. <laughs> I'm wondering if because the, the truck itself flips over and the trailer comes unattached and it is, I don't think it's sliding as fast as the truck hits gauge in the right. first movie. So I'm yeah. wondering if maybe it wasn't going that fast. It was just the sheer volume of weight that hits her. Yeah, that could be. Well, then you probably assume she was running or something trying to get out of the way. So maybe it didn't hit like all of her. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I could see that because I like the way that it's shot too. Because you see her and you see the truck uh, trailer coming at her before she does because she turns around mm-hmm. and then it kind of cut the scene cuts to uh, Lewis because Lewis actually gets to Gage and saves Gage. But then I think Lewis sees Rachel who's in the road crying. Um, but yeah, I like the twist. I know a lot of people don't like the change in the the, the storyline, but I, you know, thinking thinking it through all the way, it just makes more sense to me as to why it would be Ellie instead of Gage. I liked it. Yeah. 
Me too. And like Jess said, she's a lot creepier when she comes back. Yeah, I agree. Um, one other thing real quick is back when Judd and Lewis are talking about the burial ground, I like that Judd doesn't go through the entire history of the town and all the mm-hmm. people that have brought their pets up there and lewis kind of finds it out on his own doing some internet research later which i understand why in the first one and in the book they did it the way they did it because then in 89 or when the book was written whenever that was you kind of needed like people in the town to continue to pass on those stories and that's how people knew about history from the town and whatnot versus now we can just get on the internet and find anything we want to find out so it just kind of made more sense for the um for that storyline but i also like that Judd kind of tells Lewis, like, once that place touches you, it's almost impossible to get away from it because you continue to see that through the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think we didn't need that whole scene with the soldier that comes back and all that. So I'm glad they didn't put it in here. Yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, anything else about the wreck before we jump on? I don't think so. Mm-mm. All right. Scene five, the creeds mourn. Rachel decides her and Gage need to get away and stay with her parents for a while. Lewis visits Judd, who's sitting by the fire outside. Uh, Lewis puts something in Judd's whiskey that he's drinking. Judd tells Lewis he's so sorry. He should have never shown him that place. He can't take Ellie there. She won't come back the same. Uh, Then Judd starts to get upset and eventually passes out from whatever Lewis put in his drink. Lewis talks to Rachel on the phone, who begs him to come visit them in Boston. We see he is at the cemetery now with a shovel to dig up Ellie, who looks seemingly undamaged in her casket from the semi-crash, like we talked about earlier. Pascal tries to talk Lewis out of burying Ellie, telling him to go home. At Rachel's parents, Gage wakes up screaming the name Pascal as he sees Pascal in the corner of his room. Uh, Then we see that Lewis carries Ellie to the burial site he returns home somehow falls asleep he's woken up by a rustle seeing mud muddy footprints leading to the basement of the house where he finds ellie who is is confused about where she's at lewis gives her a bath trying to push her uh, brush her hair which just falls out in clumps into the tub finding the staples in the back of her head uh, he ends up laying her down and tells her that mommy and gage went to their grandparents but will be back soon ellie tells him she remembers her party church coming home the truck and then everything goes black she tells him she can hear the woods but not through her ears it's inside of her um don't you think it would be take a very long time to dig all the way down to a casket with that little shovel i have the same note i said wouldn't this take a long fucking time to dig what six feet down with a shovel how did the gravesite already have grass Unless they put sod over it. I don't know what they do. All right. I think some of them do like roll sod out over top of it. I was like, wow, that would take like all night. Yeah. Yeah. I I definitely think it wouldn't have been that easy, but hey, maybe (laughs) it was still kind of loose dirt from uh, when they just buried her. Maybe. I don't know. Could have been loosey goosey. Could have been. And then when he takes her to the burial ground, like, does he have to dig the hole with a rock? I didn't get that either. I was like, this is going like, to take all damn day. <laughs> also like, have that note. Well, the good thing use- I get, the good thing, like I'm, certain, I'm sitting here justifying it, but like, I think the his saving grace with that is he didn't have to bury her, right? He just made like a little hole and then he covers her with rocks. Yeah, he didn't really dig a, very much of a hole, I guess. Yeah. But it was, I thought it was creepy when, because when he woke up, you hear a door open and close, like the back door. Yeah. I was like, oh God, she's back. What's she going to be like? What was that little area in the basement she was like hanging out in? Because I didn't. Did, did, I made a note. I said, "What is this creepy room behind the curtain in the basement?" With the mask. 
Like, what was that? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, is it something she played in, or like it was weird? I, I think what we're supposed to get from that is that she came in and got all of her stuff, and then went down in the basement into that room and was oh. Because I don't know if there's any relevance to that room in the book, but it's also the same room that um, Lewis looks in and Pascal takes him through the woods. That's where he goes. He goes to that specific room and that's where he sees all of that Mm. at. But I don't, other than that, I don't know what we were supposed to get from that. I was just thinking it's like a portal to the woods. Mm, Yeah. Wood portal. I don't know. I do like I do like Ellie's look in this because like her hair's falling out, her le- right eye is like kind of droopy, and then you mm-hmm. can see the uh, all of her veins in her face that are blue, which I'm assuming is from the em- embalming fluid. But Maybe I don't know. Been. I just figured it was because she was dead. <laughs> she she's came, fucking dead. Came back, but yeah, it's like they weren't going away, and he was even giving her like a hot bath, and yeah, it's yeah, like and they were like the, bulging. Yeah, and even in that scene, like where she just still seemed dirty. Well, I mean, she's dead, right? <laughs> like even when he was combing her hair, was so the noise was so gross. Uh, like of the so, hair pulling and like, woof. yeah, it was so creepy because she's just sitting there in the bath, like staring forward, like mm-hmm. not moving when they're laying in bed because he gives her a bath and they lay down in bed and uh basically go to sleep or whatever when he does i don't think she does but he like starts to cry do you think he's crying because he realizes he should have not done this or do you think he's crying because he's happy she's back probably both i thought more so that he was like i made a mistake i think so too i think in that scene he's realizing i shouldn't have done this like this is not my daughter etc yeah, yeah, just how she's talking and everything. Mm-hmm. I think he's like, "Fuck, <laughs> I shouldn't have done this." Right, but and not to not to mention, like, she looks terrible. Her hair is falling out, and how are they going to explain this to people? Yeah, I don't know. But that's kind of what I got. I think he was crying, like, "Oh God, I made him." Like, not only is my daughter dead, I dug her up and did this, and this is like it was a mistake. That's yeah. that's what I got from it. And are we to the next day yet? Did you go that far? No, I'm getting ready okay. to. You want me to go to it now? <laughs> oh, I just had notes, but I was going to wait till you read that part. All right. Scene six. Ellie dances again. Judd wakes up to a truck racing by the house. He's still sitting out front from whatever cocktail Lewis gave him. Lewis wakes up to Ellie back in her dirty dress that she was buried in, dancing in the living room, knocking things over and breaking pictures on purpose. Rachel calls Judd, who doesn't answer. So she, I'm sorry, she calls Lewis, who doesn't answer. So she calls Judd, telling him that she can't get a hold of Lewis. Judd comes over to check on Lewis, noticing that his hands are ripped up and pretty much realizes that he's lying to him about everything. Judd tells him he's done something. It's not too late to undo it. Ellie hears uh, Judd say this and looks extremely pissed off. As Judd leaves the house, he sees Ellie in her bedroom window upstairs. He races home, finds his gun, and we see Ellie grabbing a scalpel from Lewis's bag. Judd hears a thump upstairs and goes to investigate. We get an under-the-bed jump scare, differing from the first movie. Again, they sh- the way they shot that was really cool because you think she's going to be under the bed like Gage is, but she's clearly not. As he walks down the stairs, Ellie ends up cutting his heel anyway as he falls down the steps. Ellie's wearing the cat mask that we saw earlier. She tells him that his sweet Norma is burning in hell because of what he did to her. She raises the mask and we see that her face is actually Norma, Judd's wife's face. She tells him that Ellie is hurting because of him. She proceeds to stab him in the back multiple times. 
Back at home, Rachel and Gage arrive home to Lewis's surprise. He's acting weird. His hands are all bloody and his boots are muddy. And Rachel realizing, realizes something isn't right. Lewis tells her that he needed more time with Ellie. He wasn't ready. It was his fault she died. He had to bring her back as Ellie walks into the house behind them. Lewis tells her uh, there's a place in the woods that brings things back to life. Ellie asks her if she's happy as she hugs Rachel, who freaks out, doesn't hug her back, grabs Gage, and runs up to the bedroom. Ellie tells Lewis that Rachel doesn't want her there, and that's okay. She doesn't want her home either. Rachel's upset that Lewis dug Ellie up. He tells her he did the, he did what he thought was right, let God take his own kid. Ellie hears them talking about her, goes down the stairs, leaves the door open, causing Lewis to believe that she went over to Judd's house. Lewis freaks out and runs outside, chasing her, so he thinks, over to Judd's house. Um... If you were Judd in this scene where you you obviously have done this before and you know that things come back not right and you know that Lewis has dug her up, wouldn't you just get in the car and leave? Why would he why did he go home and grab his gun and like hide him lock himself in the house? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he was going to try to help and kill her. <sighs> I'd have been out of there, dude. See ya. Good luck, Lewis. But backing <laughs> up to that dancing scene, that was a creepy fucking scene. <laughs> Yeah. Wasn't it? Because it comes down and she's in that dirty ass dress. Yeah. And she just like goes crazy. Yeah. She's like angry. She's dancing around, knocking pictures off the wall. This is just creepy. Well, I think this that's really where you get the sense that she's not mm-hmm. not herself, right? Whatever he thought she was gonna be, she's clearly not. Yeah, I thought it was a good scene. Yeah, I and agree. I, and when Judd sees her in the window it was pretty like Ugh. I, yeah, I, th- I thought that scene was so creepy. Yeah, I was like, oh, spooky. She like disappears real quick, and it's like he's like, oh fuck, yeah, <laughs> he's coming for Shit. me. Well, maybe that's why he doesn't leave because he sees her and he knows she's gonna uh-huh. come after him. I guess. But how the hell did she get over there so damn fast? I don't know. And upstairs, like I guess yeah. Gage does the same thing though, doesn't he? End up upstairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the I, I like the twist with the bed, like I because I kept showing his foot, and I'm like. Oh, God, here it comes. Yeah, mm. yeah. And then he kicks it, and she's yeah. not under there. But real mm-hmm. quick, you know what? Later in the movie, whenever she's freaking out, when Lewis has her pinned down, she's like moving all fast. Maybe she can move that fast. That's true. I didn't think about that later, where she's like possessed moving or whatever you call that. Yeah. Right, which I have a lot of notes on that. But I wonder if that maybe she's able to move that quickly because she's like yeah, obviously been- possessed. That would have been creepy if they showed that, like her flying across the street. <laughs> yeah, that would have been uh, that would have been good to see. Well, then uh, we have the gross ankle thing again, which I think was worse in this one. Oh yeah, because she doesn't like slice it; she stabs the scalpel yeah, all the way it's through like, right it. Through it, and then it snaps. Oh, so gross. So in this scene where Ellie lifts her mask, and it's actually Norma, his wife, underneath it. Um, this is where Ellie says. Your wife's rotting in hell because of what mm-hmm. you did to her. So that leads me to believe that he took Norma up there and buried her and she came back. Do you agree? Yeah. yeah since I haven't read the book, there's something in fun facts that I don't know if I put it in here, but it was, some, I guess in the book, like she almost dies from a heart attack, but it didn't say like what happened. So oh. I don't know if there was something with that. I haven't read it in so long, but I think you're right. So I don't know if that's how he, if he buried her then. I don't know what the story is, but something with her that we're not told, I guess. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't remember, but I wonder, I that's what I kind of wondered if, is if he had done this with Norma and that's why he said she's Maybe. rotting in hell. Maybe. 
Hmm. I do like also that um, Rachel is like the complete opposite of how Lewis reacts when he first sees her. He's like happy she's back and he's excited to see her. And when Rachel mm-hmm. sees her, she's like, she's like, get the fuck off me, kid. <laughs> right. Well, I think doesn't she even say that's not our child? Our child's dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like, Ellie hears it, and that's when she's like, "I don't want her in the house anymore," or whatever she says. Because mm. she won't even hug her. Mm-mm. I think that that's a pretty normal reaction to the situation. <laughs> yeah, I think you'd be like, "Uh, yeah." Well, the other note I had is I said um, I like that Rachel's a little freaked out by Ellie, but I wonder if it's because seeing Ellie in this state reminds her of what Zelda basically looked like when she was alive, but half dead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because they did kind of make her look like what Zelda looked like earlier. Yep. Yeah, with her like half droopy face. Yeah, so I wonder if she saw her and she's like, oh no. (laughs) I'm sure it was a trigger for her. Yeah. Uh, Anything else before we jump into the the last set of scenes here? Jump in there. Yes. Scene seven. Welcome home, mommy. When Lewis leaves, because again, he chases, he thinks he's chasing Ellie over to Judd's. Uh, we see Ellie is actually still in the house. She grabs a kitchen knife. Rachel locks herself in the bedroom with Gage and has a daydream that she is back in her old house, but she is, uh, now she's Zelda. So she's like on this bed, can't move. Her feet are like mangled. She's unable to get out of bed. Uh, we see the dumbwaiter ding and then Norma crawls out of the dumbwaiter and we Norma again is Judd's wife. So Norma crawls out of the dumbwaiter and we see Rachel's spine begins to like crinkle and protrude from her back just like Zelda's did. She uh, ends up waking up from a dream and Ellie jumps out from under the bed with a knife stabbing her on the side. She grabs Gage running out of the room. Meanwhile, Lewis finds dead Judd next door. Back at the house, Ellie's banging on the door wildly and screaming trying to get in after Ellie and Gage. Um, Rachel's able to break the window out of the or the glass out of the window and she drops Gage down to Lewis who's now outside. As she drops Ellie as she drops Gage down, Ellie runs in the room stabbing her in the back. Ellie lays next to Rachel and tells her that she let her die in that road. Like her sister, she did nothing. Rachel tells Ellie that she's not her daughter her daughter is dead. Lewis rushes in, finding Ellie dying on the floor. She, t- or I'm sorry, she, he, she finds Rachel dying on the floor. She tells him not to bury her in that place as Ellie hits Lewis over the head, knocking him out. In the next scene, we see Ellie dragging a dead Rachel through the woods by her feet. Lewis wakes up to find Gage locked in the car. He runs down to the pet cemetery looking for the girls. Ellie attacks Lewis in the pet cemetery, telling him that Mommy's already feasting on dirt. She attacks him with the knife. Lewis fights her off and is choking her, grabbing a shovel, uh, about to kill her as we see something. Ellie's like underneath his foot, and she's like flailing around. And This is where I have to note that she looks like Pennywise when Pennywise gets hurt. And he's like mm-hmm. flopping around and he's like moving all sporadically. It really mm-hmm. reminded me of that. Um, just before he brings the shovel down to kill Ellie, a piece of metal thrust through his chest where we see from behind him, Rachel is, is now back alive, or I guess she's undead really, but, uh, and she smiles as Ellie stands up and stands next to her. We see Judd's house is on fire as Gage looks through the car window. Lewis, Rachel, and Ellie approach the car with Lewis holding a gas can. The screen goes black as the car alarm beeps. The end. Fine. <laughs> so why didn't Ellie kill Lewis in the bathroom? Is that when she hits him over the head? 
Yeah. Like, clearly um, to me, it seems like Ellie wants them all dead and buried so they can live in this weird... I don't know. I think that um, she didn't know how he was going to react. Because I think up until... Because he goes down to the cemetery and he is like looking for them. And that's when he, like, I think Ellie realizes that he's not like on her side. I think until then, I think she really thinks that he's on her side. Mm. Yeah, that's probably accurate. If I had to guess. Um, I don't know. I, this kind of goes back to what Jess said. But I think that having Ellie as the bad, as the... Uh, as the evil spirit or whatever in this is so much better because of the conversations you get with her and like, um, with her and Rachel specifically, when she's oh, got yeah. that knife like stuck in her side and she's just basically telling her what a shitty person she is. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was like, Oh, this is so much better than this gauge crawling around saying daddy. Right. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, this is also, again, I kind of already talked about it, but like, it really reminds me of, Pennywise when he gets hurt the way Ellie's arms mm-hmm. are like flailing around she's like smacking his feet and like she's basically defeated but at the same time you can see that it's not a real person that's doing all these things which I really enjoyed yeah it was creepy for sure so and I kind of like that it was Ellie who buried Rachel in this one. Oh right I forgot that mm-hmm. Lewis buries her uh-huh Lewis does in the other one because you kind of see that he is like is full on like, hey, I made a mistake. This should not have happened. I shouldn't have done mm-hmm. this. And it's Ellie that's basically, yeah, no, that's a good point. I f- totally forgot that Lewis does it in the. Yeah. So I like that was different in the first one. Do you like that? Um, they're all three dead and back together as a family. Yeah, that was my question. Like, is that what the spirit and Ellie wanted? Is that why? she buried Rachel. I think so. Cause I think, doesn't she say we or no, Lewis says we could have been a family. I thought we could be a family. Lewis says that right before he's getting ready to kill Ellie. And then Rachel kills Lewis from behind. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good point. I'm guessing that's what Ellie wanted. Go ahead, Jess. I was just going to say, I assume she wanted it because she was like rejecting her basically. And, maybe in her mind or the fucking demon that possesses her's mind. If she, if they killed her too, then they could be together again and she would be accepting of it. Yeah. So I don't know if like what they're in, if they're like in hell now because of what they're, what they are and they just, she wanted other people with her. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. I'm know, not sure. Poor gauge in that last scene and I'm walking up. I'm like, Oh shit. And then the car, yeah. the car alarm beeps like so you know mm-hmm. they got him out, dude. I love, I like the way this movie ends. I think the first one ends. I think this is where the first one is headed. They just don't show it because you see, um, Rachel kills uh, Lewis at the end of the first one, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they're headed this direction anyway. But I really like that uh, they, the three of them show up and there's Gage there because you know what's going to happen. But I thought it was cool. Yeah, oh, poor Gage. I really liked that they started this movie how it ends. Mm. Like you see that it's on fire and there's blood mm-hmm. like coming out of the the doorway onto the porch and then the cars open and like going off and everything. You're like, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> yeah, me too. And you see all the little footprints and stuff. Yeah, and then it kind of comes full circle at the end. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that, uh, and I really like that last scene in the pet cemetery. I also like that it ends in the pet cemetery versus in the kitchen how the yeah. first one is. Yeah. Yeah. 
But um, okay, that's all I got. I don't know. It's just we kind of already went through what we liked about this one versus the first one. I don't know that we need to. I guys, think we did it as we went. Do you guys have any other anything we didn't already talk about? I don't think so. No, I feel like we. I mean, overall, it's just a better movie. I agree. I mean, yeah. the chemistry's better between the characters and the family. Um, they take out all the corny like stuff they tried to use to be funny that I really enjoyed. This is definitely a much darker, more scary movie. Well, um, like in the first one, like I didn't like any of the characters that much. Like, yeah. Even Rachel, like it was hard to feel bad for her with the Zelda thing because she was such a bitch. I yeah. totally agree. But like in this one, like I liked her as a character, so then I did feel bad, you know, like right. And I also like that they kind of minimize Judd's um, involvement in the story, but at the same time, I felt it was more powerful because you see that he is really something at the that on that ground is possessing him, and like you can see, he has this pull toward that area, which in the first one, it's just like he's just this creepy old dude. I guess I don't know. Also, they completely cut out that random lady that hangs herself. Oh yeah, I forgot That's about true. her. I'm like, yeah, Missy. that was it was better this time around because it's like, what was that all about in the first one? Yeah, that felt yeah. like that was another story that we didn't get enough of. Yeah. And they also cut out the fact that Pascal kind of helps Rachel get back to Lewis, right? Because he like helps mm-hmm. her with the truck driver, he helps her with the flights. Um so yeah, I, she I, didn't do that this time. I think by changing the uh, setting because in the first one the parents live in Chicago and this one they live in Boston. So wow, why mm. did I say that so weird? Boston. Boston. <laughs> they live in Boston. Um, I think it helped with the the her being able to get there sooner. I don't think you needed that storyline, which I think helped. Um, did you notice the highway sign that Rachel saw when she was sitting in traffic? No, what did it say? It said Dairy Twenty Miles. Oh, there you go, Pennywise. I'm telling you, tying the shit together. Um, the last thing I have is that Ellie's much creepier and I, I enjoyed the twist and I really like how they made it seem like that Ellie was the one that got killed because of decisions that Lewis made. Um, yeah. Versus it just being the kids chasing a kite down the street. Yeah. That's in the first one. Ellie was so damn annoying. I wanted her to get hit by the truck. (laughs) (laughs) Awful. Uh, But that's all I have. I think you'll see in my rating, which one I like more. So if you got, you guys have anything else? Mm-mm. All right, let's do fun facts with Seth. Fun facts. What's okay. During Ellie's birthday party, Judd can be heard in the background saying, There was a big St. Bernard killed four people. This is an obvious reference to Cujo, 1983. Ooh. I didn't hear it. I didn't either. Yeah, I didn't either. According to an article in The Hollywood Reporter in October 2019, Paramount reportedly decided to push forward with a remake when they received a termination notice from Stephen King for their rights to the book. Ooh. Didn't say what else happened, though. So they received... He told them that they couldn't make the movie and they made it anyway? I guess so. Oh, wow. Unlike Pet Cemetery 1989, Judd provides a hint at what this is... be what this being is when he explains to Lewis um, what he has learned about the secret burial ground. Judd's home is full of books about Native American lore, part of a lifetime of research about the woods. As Lewis flips through one book, he sees the same warning markings that he spotted on the trees then an illustration of the Wendigo, a towering figure with antlers of a deer. I like that they included that because it made it Mm -hmm. seem more, I don't want to say spiritual, but it kind of gave, again, like some background into what's actually going on versus leaving you guessing. 
Right. Yeah. Uh, when Ellie explains her cat's name to Judd, he says, I know who Winston Churchill is. John Lithgow played Winston Churchill in The Crown 2016. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's kind of funny. That's cool. Uh, when Lewis does research on his MacBook about uh, reanimation incidents in Ludlow, he comes across articles about Hanratty the Bull and Soldier Timmy Baderman. In this remake, Baderman is updated from World War II veteran to a Vietnam veteran doing, due to being set in the 2010s rather than the 1980s. Mm, that's also the scene where he sees all the land layouts, right? Yeah, that's where he's doing that like research. Uh, let's see. Before starting his new job, Lewis mentions that his previous occupation was working the graveyard shift at the emergency room. A nod to the Stephen King novel and 1990 movie of the same name. Wow. I have yeah. that somewhere. <laughs> Is that any good? I don't know. I don't think I've read it yet. Abby got me a ton of Stephen King books a few uh, weeks ago, so I've got a bunch to go through. I've never seen the movie either, I don't think. Me either. Uh, when Gage repeatedly says Pascal uh, is very similar to how Danny Torrance says red rum in The Shining. Pascal. 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 Uh, Lewis is shown wearing a Cape Cod shirt when they first drive at their new home, showing that they are from Boston instead of Chicago. <laughs> are you making fun of me? Yeah. Boston. Boston. I had to throw this one in because I love this movie, but uh, John Lithgow also starred in Harry and the Hendersons, 1987, a lighthearted comedy about the mythical Bigfoot. This film makes reference to the mythical man-creature Wendigo, which is described in many folklore stories with a similar uh, physicality to Bigfoot. I forgot about Harry and the Hendersons, dude. That's yeah, a good too. We should do that movie. It's <laughs> a good one. Uh, Judd's wife, Norma, is alive in the novel while she has died prior to the events of the film she almost dies of a heart attack early in the book but lewis saves her which is one of the reasons judd takes lewis to the burial ground mm. huh so it doesn't really explain like that whole thing with her but so she's alive in the book yeah so Lu they she must be alive when they move there and then lewis saves her from the heart attack oh and that's <clears throat> why judd he wants to mm -hmm. help him so he shows him the burial ground but Son what happens to her after that i don't know right why is she i don't know uh when church and ellie are resurrected they both have one slight one eye slightly closed is it the same eye I don't know. <laughs> Didn't say. Uh, the Orinco truck that hits Ellie is actually based on a Ciambro truck, according to Stephen King. Ciambro is a construction company based in Maine. <laughs> Gage is first shown playing with a toy truck, which he crashes into the case holding Church the cat, foreshadowing Ellie's death when she is hit by the truck. Oh, I didn't notice that, but I didn't notice there was like a ton of foreshadowing for this truck hit because Lewis mm -hmm. almost gets hit by a truck earlier. Yeah. Uh, there are subtle references to Stephen King's The Shining uh, in the film. The most notable example is when Ellie is trying to break into the bathroom to kill Rachel in the same manner as Jack Torrance. Ellie is bashing against the door while Rachel grabs Gage and helps him out the window that she can't fit through. Similar to Wendy Torrance. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Well, that's it that was it yeah there's a lot of stuff about the cats which i didn't think you guys would be that interested in you did a great job buddy they're like about <laughs> i think there was five cats and they each had their own trailer and they had all their own trainer and what oh they had to train them to like do all this stuff yeah it's crazy wow i have a cat named church they could use him her she's a her 
Yeah. That concludes Fun Facts with Seth. Fun Facts. All right, let's do some HMC favorites. Jess, what was your favorite scene or scenes from the movie? Um, so my favorite scene was after Judd realized what realizes what Lewis had done that he brought Ellie back and he looks up and sees her in the house and just mm-hmm. that whole scene afterwards where she shows up and stabs his foot. I just thought that that scene was so much more fucking creepy. <laughs> yeah. In this in this adaptation than the first one. Did did it get you with the bed scene? Did you remember that? I didn't. So I was like, oh shit, yeah, here she comes. And then I was like, oh no, it's on the stairs. Like as soon as like he pushed it out, I was like, that's right. He's like walking down the stairs. Yeah. What about you, Seth? Uh, Similar. I like the uh, scene where she's dancing all creepy ass Mm -hmm. in the living room and knocks all the shit off. And then when Judd sees her in the window and that whole, because it's just creepy. It's like, oh God, Mm -hmm. she's about to go down. Right. I think my favorite scene is probably the the scene at the end in the pet where they're in the pet cemetery where Lewis is fighting Ellie. But I also liked all the wood scenes in general. I'm surprised Jess didn't say this since she's our designated forest gal. <laughs> um, but the ambiance, like the sounds that whenever they were in the woods were just so good. And you could even sometimes hear them in the house. Cause I, I listen with headphones on. So I thought they did a great job of that. Um, and some of the other scenes I really liked were like where the character building between Ellie and Lewis because you really see I think they do a great job of building that up so that whenever she actually does die you really feel terrible for him um, but again I'm kind of biased because I have two little girls so it's, it's just heart wrenching to see that ha- happen to anyone but mm-hmm. um, so I think they do a great job of, of making making you like Seth said like the characters more in this movie so when things do happen you actually feel bad for them uh, we're skipping favorite kill. So Jess, thing you like most about the movie? Well, you spoke too soon because I like how much more creepy the woods are. Oh, sorry. <laughs> in this. <laughs> um, and just like we talked about Ellie, um, the change of her being the one who gets hit by the truck instead of Gage. Um, I really, I liked that change. Like I said, I, I think she was much more creepy in that role um, coming back and yeah those, that was my favorites about the movie beautiful what about you Seth um, like I said before I like the cast much better um, like I actually liked the characters which I didn't in the first one and I think the relationships were a lot better established between them like you could kind of see like we said like Lewis and Ellie and then Rachel and Lewis didn't have such a troubled you know issues going on like they did before i just like them a lot better i um agree i personally love the twist from the book in the first movie like jess said um i think again kind of rehashing what i already said the movie does a great job of building those relationships for the family that you really miss out on in the first one but i also find my favorite thing about this is how you see how the burial ground is basically connected to these people and how all these spirits are basically punishing Lewis for the decisions that he had made. That's why Ellie, um, in my opinion, that's why you have the twist where Ellie dies versus Gage is because it's the church punishing uh, Lewis for decisions he had made. So I think that it adds another element that you don't have in the first one, and uh, I really like that about it. So thing you did not like about the movie, Jess? My main note was that I didn't think Zelda was as creepy in this one. Um there wasn't much else that I didn't like about it. I thought they did a much better job with this movie than they did the original. Seth? Um, the only thing I didn't like, and I think I had this in the first one too, was there's some storylines like we don't get enough of. Like Judd's wife, like I want to know what that was all about. 
Um, and I kind of want to know, like, who lived in this house before? Like, mm. what, you know, is it possessed? Is it, like, what's going on here? So that kind of stuff I wish we knew more about. But gotcha. maybe it's better we don't. I don't know. You want more of the lore? Yes. Um, I have nothing, really, that I disliked about it. I think this is a much better movie than the original. Um, and I'd like to read the book again and see how it differs from that. Maybe I could come up with something if I had that fresh in my mind but it just strictly in, in comparing it to the first one I think it's a much better movie and even as a standalone movie I think you know taking the first one completely out of it I still think that the movie is really good it's creepy the storylines are good and again it kind of pulls at my heartstrings personally um, watching it so nothing really for me would you watch it again Jess yes I would Seth yep I almost called Jess Sedge I don't know why I've had her <laughs> letters backwards all right, let's rate it. Let's jump over to Stabby's ratings. We rate every movie on a zero to five Stabby scale. Some movies get zeros because they suck, like the platform, and some movies get fives because they're awesome, like it, chapter one. At the end, we will average it out and give you our average HMC rating for the movie. Seth, HMC 88. Uh, I think it's 88. We're going to go with that. Pet Cemetery of 2019. What do you give this movie? And like I said, I really like the cast in this one. I could like relate to them a lot more. I like the twist in the movies. Uh, in the movie, um, I was not expecting those. Um, like, like I like Judd much more as a character. The effects are pretty good. Um, the only thing, like I said, I didn't like was the storylines that we don't really get all the info. So I give it a three and a half. Three point five. Three point five. Sorry. What did you give the first one? Do you remember? <sighs> No, a, probably a two and a half. I don't remember what I gave it either. <laughs> a two, it was something low. I guess it's irrelevant. Jess, what do you give this movie? HMC eighty eight, Pet Cemetery, two thousand nineteen. So again, I thought the casting was great. The woods and just the ambiance of this movie was much better than the original. Um, it was just super eerie, and I thought that Ellie did like a fantastic job in this one. I gave it a four. A four. You did a great job. Not like Seth. Seth, you did okay. Shut your damn poor <laughs> mouth. Uh, I remember watching this the first time and really liking it and then not realizing that other people didn't like it very much. It, it still shocks me that people think... That shouldn't say anything. I they do have not understand opinion. that. How can you possibly think that garbage is better than this one? The only thing I come up with is nostalgia. Maybe you yeah. watched it at a point in your life where it really did creep you out and you... I don't know. That's the only thing I come up with. For me... I was never a huge fan of the first one, so watching this, I thought it was leaps and bounds better. Um, again, I know that this movie doesn't 100% follow the book, but I do like the direction that it takes. I think you get a real understanding of the evil of the Barrier Grounds, along with the ripple effects of what happens when you use it. Um, and then I think that the twist is just gut-wrenching for me personally. But uh, yeah, I gave it a 4.25. So four and I was going to say four and a quarter to see if Seth would yell at me, but... I like four and a quarter. I gave it four and a quarter, Seth. Uh, let's jump over to some of those other folks that like to rate and review horror movies. Us, the Horror Movie Crew, is where you should be going to get your horror movie ratings and reviews. Jess, would you like to read the Rotten Tomatoes critics' consensus? Pet Cemetery takes its source material in a few different directions, but this remake feels like an exhuming almost as often as it does a revival. Ooh, wow, that was clever. They used exhuming. Yeah. Like we dug it up. <laughs> How, <funny. laughs> How clever they are. Rotten Tomatoes critics gave it a 57% on 280 reviews. Their average rating was a 59%. Rotten Tomatoes audience gave it a 33% 
on 2,500 reviews. Um, that's like a, their average rating was 2.7 out of 5 or 54%. IMDb gave it a 5.7 out of 10 on 91,000 reviews. Us, the Horror Movie Crew, where you should be going to get your horror movie reviews and ratings. We gave it a 3.91 average Stabby's rating out of 5, which I think, Seth, how good's your math? What's that equate to in percentages? I don't know. 78.2%. I think that's a good number for that movie. It's not yeah. as good, and it's a okay, smash. All right. Mediocre. Mediocre. It's not the best horror movie I've ever seen, but it was good. No, I agree. Not the greatest, but definitely not as bad as the first one. (laughs) Jesus, no. (laughs) Uh, I don't ever want to see that again. Yeah, I hear you. (laughs) Is there anything else you would like to say about Pet Cemetery from 2019 before we wrap it up? Not me. Sometimes dead is better. Sometimes dead is better. That's a that's a great way to leave it. All right, let's do some patron <laughs> shout outs. Uh, Vicky D, thank you. Vicky, Brian Hathaway from the Don't Go Out There podcast. Kimberly D, Mike R, D, Cole. Felicia Connor from Two Chicks in a Horror Flick. Caitlin, the Ashleys, Ashley V and Ashley S, the OG patrons, Mark and Brooke from a podcast on Elm Street, and my lovely mother, Stevie Nicks, Nana. I don't know what our next episode is, to be honest with you. Do we even I have, have a, no idea? Do we have a theme? I'm just going to ask. Weren't we going to do like a wet, moist, hot summer for June or something? <laughs> wet, moist. Um, maybe that sounds so we can do, new. We can do X. Or we're going to do a sexy June. I don't know what the hell we're going to be. Sexy doing. June. I like that. Actually, I will have X next Tuesday. It should be delivered right to the house. That'd be a good one to do. I'm excited for it. All right. Well, I guess off air, we're going to on air. Like we're on air right now. Like we're on freaking. We're on live. 104.7 oldies. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll figure that out. I guess we'll have to make a patron post or something. Letting people know what the next episode is. Yeah, girl. All right. Well, that's all I have. Um, am I going to see you guys before Memorial Day? Maybe not. I think we switched it that we were recording today and that we wouldn't be next Sunday, so probably not. Mm. Unless we try to squeeze in a cocktails episode next weekend sometime. Squeeze in the C, baby. Squeeze in the C's. In the double Mm -hmm. D's. Alright, we'll figure it out. I don't know what's going on. Clearly neither does Seth because he's probably drunk. Not yet. Alright, well, uh, if that's all, then we're out of here. Bye. Goodbye, y'all. Bye. Hey, Krubies, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to hear more or you want to follow us on social media, Jess, where can they find us at? You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Horror Movie Crew Podcast, and you can listen on any major podcast platform. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. We'll see you next time. Bye, all. Suck my titties. <laughs> oh my god. What are we doing next? I can't remember. Were we doing camp movies again? We talked about doing a sexy hot June or something like Wet, that. Wet hot June.